The Speak Spokane podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Spokane, presented by Delicious Hamburgers. Speak Spokane is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Spokane, and at their website, speakpodcasting.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. We're all spending more time at home. Winter is coming, and we know you and your family want to be comfortable. Let the Furniture Outpost serve your needs. Locally owned and located in the heart of Spokane's Monroe Business District, the Furniture Outpost is there for your furniture needs. Sofas and love seats, sectionals, dining room, bedroom sets, mattresses, and so much more. No matter what you're looking for, they have it. Financing is a breeze with the Furniture Outpost. Come and see them at 2801 North Monroe Street. The Speak Spokane podcast is brought to you in partnership with Delicious Hamburgers. Why delicious? Since 1998, Delicious has been providing Spokane's best burgers. Why? Because at Delicious, the burgers are never frozen. Why? Because it tastes better. Delicious prides itself on fresh beef, fresh veggies, and made-to-order fries. And with a variety of sauces all made in-house each day, you can trust that everything is meticulously handmade the way it has been since 1998. So what are you waiting for? Delicious is located at 1625 North Division Street. The lovable, delightable, delectable, delicious. What is up, Lilac City, and welcome to Speak Spokane. On today's episode, I sit down with Kurt Salquist, owner and trainer at CoreFit, Inc. Now, I personally have had the opportunity to work out there, and I can say that Kurt truly cares about helping people get fit for their life. I also can't say enough about the family-oriented environment that he's built at his gym. If you're ever looking for a place where you want to feel welcome, this is the gym. We also talk about how COVID has affected his gym and why it's so important that we stay active during this time. Without further ado, Kurt Solquist of CoreFit Inc. So I love what you're doing with CoreFit and I've, I've had the benefit of doing some of some training with you and I would, you know, love to talk about that. I want to talk about obviously COVID, um, a little bit about how that's affected your business and let's kind of talk about what CoreFit's all about. Um, but really the first part of where I want to start is, are you from Spokane? And if not, like what brought you here? But like, I know I, you, I think you're born and raised in Spokane, right? Pretty much since yeah. I was five. So yeah, yeah, and uh, I feel like a, a native, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I yeah, I feel like I moved here in 1991. I've lived, I like moved away for like three years, but really I uh, not move away. I didn't move away for three years. I moved away for a year. We literally moved. We moved to Spokane in 91, moved in 94 to Chicago, and then moved back in 95 and moved into the exact same house, house we left. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. So like I didn't, I didn't lose any of my friends. I didn't. <laughs> It was then, yeah, it was just like, it was bizarre. Um, but yeah, I've lived here forever. Um, 
Yeah. I always wondered if I missed out on that challenge. I'm definitely glad that I, I, I grew up and I've lived and happy that I've stayed in Spokane. But there's something interesting about moving to a new area mm-hmm. and like you just got to go through it. Like I, I, yeah. I've, I haven't lived that myself, but to imagine showing up at a new school, yeah, knowing nobody, what that would be like and how that process gets started. It's always been a. I mean, not always, but it was like just a thought consideration when we made new friends with people yeah. lived in town. As as a fifth grader and as a kid who had a speech impediment, I I saw it as like moving That's to a like challenge. a new. I, no, I saw it as like, oh, this is a new opportunity because yeah. I when I was because I went to Colbert and I got bullied and I was kind of always just made fun of. I was and I was an awkward kid too. Like I was just a little bit. I don't, I don't know if I was different. But I was just like I was very. I, was, I think I was a little flamboyant. A um, little bit, a little bit. I think my ADD was really like in charge when I was that age, and I, and I think that's why I got bullied. Um, but uh, and then I went to move to Chicago, and I was like, oh, a new start. And then didn't really make. I made some friends, but then I moved back, and then it, I made my friends in high school, and and the friends I had from high school, I'm still really good friends with. So, and but yeah, I, it was definitely it was definitely an experience moving to Chicago. Um, but yeah. So you're you're from Spokane. Where did you grow up? Colbert. Yep. Green Bluff. Yeah. yeah. So I was at Colbert Elementary too. So oh, we, wow. were, we were there probably around the same time. We were. Obviously, so were you 04 in Mount yeah. Spokane? Yeah. yeah. So he also graduated from Mount Spokane the same year and he's starting a podcast here as well. Um, I forgot. That's awesome. I've met there's so many people from Mount Spokane that I've ran into here that it's there's so many people that I've met from Mount Spokane that are just doing great things. So. Oh yeah, that's that's kind of the cool part about social media. Seeing mm-hmm. some of uh, my classmates and, and where they're at in the world, um, some people that I, I noticed that were in Africa and they seem like they're helping out in these communities. Mm-hmm. And then another group that started up, uh, you know, the Crochet Kids. Yeah, uh, Travis and yeah. Nicole. Yeah, yes. I ran cross country with them. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know those guys. And yeah. I mean, they've done some pretty crazy things mm-hmm. uh, all over the place. Yeah, over over the world. Our little our high school. Yeah. Our area of the Northwest right here, spanning its its reaches. <laughs> right. Uh, after high school, what did you, what, what were you going into? So from there, I went to, you know, I knew my parents were definitely encouraging me to continue in academic, um, uh, you know, education. And that's where I was always at. You know, I, I thought maybe I wanted to be a doctor. Mm. That was something of interest to me and, and kind of the direction I was going, but they also encouraged me to go start at a community college mm. before I go pay, you know, extraordinary amounts of money. And I think looking back at that was one of the best, one of many great tips that my parents actually laid out for me. Cause I look at people that have graduated college and they are still paying, you know, at our age, still paying for their college debt mm-hmm. and they might not even be using that degree. Yeah. I know so many of my friends that went to college, um, whether even if it was at WSU or UW or wherever that, they definitely aren't using those degrees. And yeah. again, it's just like, okay, I got it done in two years. And that's actually what kind of got my, got me going. Cause I stayed here obviously mm-hmm. in town. Fitness was always something that I was into. Yeah. And that's where I started. Uh, I went to SC or SFCC, not knowing for sure what I wanted to do, but I was like, okay, let's get all these prereqs out of the way. Mm-hmm. Ended up taking a couple of their fitness uh, technician program that they have. Got mm-hmm. in a few of those classes, and that just sparked it right there. Mm-hmm. And I really, I mean, I took those classes to benefit my own knowledge. That wasn't mm. where I was thinking that I wanted to be a personal trainer or anything like that. And I was able to branch out from there. I already had some good connections um, at what was 24 Hour Fitness at that time. Mm-hmm. 
and able to start out there as a personal trainer. Mm. Um, you know, met some great people that helped kind of set, provided, showed me a path, a path to that and showed me some different schools of thought, different training mm. styles. I grew up, my dad was also a, another thing I could, I could credit them for is he was always into the gym. I mean, he mm. was there five days a week, uh, religiously. And my brother was into fitness as well. And so I grew up with that family. And yeah. so I, I had that bodybuilding type mindset mm. going into that stuff, which is probably what, again, started that path through those doors. But getting out of this and getting into the next steps of looking at how fitness could transcend life and mm. how it could take me other places as far as when you are in shape, you can go into the backcountry, you can go do these types yeah. of things, see these types of places that I think are the essence of living. These are the things that make us happy. Yeah. Uh, what was your gym that you went to when you were a kid, like that you lived in? Uh, it was, there's a few. Um, there was, let's see, StayFit was one of the first ones, I think, that mm. my parents belonged to up north, which yeah. might be Spokane Fitness Center. It's been a few things over the year. Is it the one on Holland? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, yeah. is that Holland? Or it's up there by the, just past the Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then, um, then there was a place it was, let's see, I think it was gold gym or world's gym is what mm. it was called. And that was yeah. like this place. And since then that's been torn down and I think it's apartment buildings now yeah. it's right off of division. Uh, those were some of the, the main places. My yeah. dad liked places where he grew up in California and he was going to the gyms where like Arnold Schwarzenegger was training oh. and those types of places. And that was kind of his, his era. So he wanted that gym that had that kind of bodybuilding mentality yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. That was yeah. what he really enjoyed. So you did you get into bodybuilding? Uh, no, I didn't compete or anything. Okay. Um, I maybe considered it, but honestly, I mean, the route there, my genetics and, and what I, I knew it would be competitive when you get to that stage, I, I don't want to say they all do it, but it's pretty profound. Steroids is definitely mm. the, the way to be competitive in that sport, and, yeah. and it wasn't something that I you know, was ready to do yet or wanted to do yet right. to be competitive at something like that. And, and ultimately that deterred. It was, uh, it was an experience I had where it was like, I had to go push myself and, and track. So, so I, I'm also a hunter and I mm. had made a shot on a deer and the deer had gone in a crazy long distance mm. away, but there was a blood trail cause it was in snow, it was two feet deep. And I was, following that with two friends and these two friends didn't go to the gym they were very avid outdoor people though and i was struggling mm. i was struggling that day to keep up with them and it was an all-day event of just tracking through two feet of snow up over the, we found the deer on top of the highest mountain that he could <laughs> possibly have climbed and again i was just so drained and i looked at it i was like i spent two hours working out almost five days a week mm. why aren't i in shape wow and then I, I started to branch off into this direction that's kind of like CrossFit, but not really. Mm. I mean, there, there's some great things about CrossFit. But ultimately, I wanted to figure out what were the fitness modalities out there that offered the most benefit for real life mm. and putting that together and creating the program that ultimately has become CoreFit. Awesome. So so then is that so you were working at 24 Hour Fitness and then, then yeah. that led you to start 24, I mean, not 24, and then that led you to start CoreFit. When, yep. when was that? I definitely knew I wanted to start CoreFit. Um, well, not CoreFit per se, but start my own business um, after work while working there. It was just it, it's a different atmosphere when you mm. know you're working for a big club gym. They, they've yeah. got a few. They've got dollar signs uh, focused on the literally daily board. 
the monthly board and they wanted you to sign people on particular days to hit targets and numbers and mm. compete with the other gyms for production. And it was just a very salesy atmosphere and it yeah. wasn't what I was passionate about. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, so I was able to finally branch out and, and, and start my own business and started out actually with a business called Mobile Fitness. Mm. Um, that was the first version of CoreFit, and the idea that we were going to be more mobile with, mm. in our in our direction with bringing fitness to people's homes and mm. businesses, and ultimately just the way it worked out, it was uh, better to be stationary for sure. Yeah. So CoreFit started on the north side of Spokane, am I correct? Like your was that- no, that was actually downtown. Oh, that was your first place was downtown. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, so what are the pillars of CoreFit? Like what are what is the foundation of the mission behind what CoreFit's all about? Um, I mean, there's one word maybe that could sum it up and, and it's fit life. Mm. We want you to live your fit life. And I think, you know, living your fit life is, is what I was kind of alluding to earlier is getting out there and seeing adventure, getting mm. out there. I mean, that's part of like right now we're, we're in a lockdown, yeah. but yet I'm still excited about things that are coming up because I know what our community has planned. We've yeah. got things, for example, probably the next thing that's coming up as we're here in November looking forward to the end of, of the year, we do our CoreFit community polar plunge. Mm. So we're going to go out to the lake. And this year we're actually doing it. One of our members, they have a cabin on a lake. Mm. We're going to do a big bonfire. It'll be outside. And we're going to jump into that lake and freeze, but enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, take it all in and, and have that experience together. Normally we've been following that up with a big group breakfast afterwards mm. at Michael D's Eatery in Coeur d'Alene, great place. Uh, but obviously with things the way they are, we're adjusting and we'll, we'll do that fire outside and that'll be enjoyable too. Yeah. That's one thing. We've got uh, a couple backpack trips that we're talking about planning for. Yeah. We'll be going on excursions in 2021. And, and then we've got our 50K coming up, which will be the Montana Beast, mm. which uh, last year we were training for that. And all, obviously that didn't happen with everything yeah. that's happened. And, and we're prepared that if that doesn't happen again, we've got an alternative that we're going to do where we have a 50K where we're actually going to be in the local area and be able to connect uh, three different trail systems and stay on uh, a 50K course. I'll, have to, I'll share that with you maybe off air okay. where uh, this route is so it doesn't get uh, maybe too popular. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's a crazy. I've, the 50K sounds of trail running. This sounds intense. <laughs> it's an adventure. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. Uh, when someone's looking to start go, going to a gym what can they expect when they come to core fit? I know that because there's a lot of different fit, There's a lot of different gyms in Spokane and, and obviously this is we're in a different time right now So it's really hard to probably join a gym right now, but what can someone expect when they come to core fit? so part of our, our Process and, and one of our, our standpoints and maybe why we're a little different than CrossFit or, or maybe some other gyms out there too is just that we believe that that there's Obviously, there are different levels of fitness and different experiences coming into mm. into a program. So let's say you walk in, and one thing we first want to know, what's your history? What are your goals? Mm. What What's important to you? And then we're going to look at what are you currently doing? I kind of always think about this as, as a transition because here's the most common thing. Someone comes in, especially men are a little bit more... Um, apt to take this route of like, okay, I'm going to go back to like how I was in high school and I'm going to just <laughs> get after it today, even though they may not have worked out in the last 20 years mm-hmm. since high school. And that's just ultimately just destroys them. They're so sore. And this is where I would see other trainers at some of these big gyms. 
that's what they thought they had to do to people. Even in the very first session, second mm. session, they just had to destroy people. Working out's like getting a suntan. If you are pasty white, you can only go out in that sun for so long before you're going to get burnt. Mm -hmm. And once you get burnt, you've defeated the purpose. You're no longer getting a positive benefit or an adaptive response from that stimulus. Mm. So we can only take so much, and that's where we help people guide people. Whether We really recommend people start out and they go out with one-on-one -on -one personalized programming. So we mm. can address your specific needs. If you have some ankle issues, some mobility there, some hip issues, some back history, we can address those first and look at what are the things that are causing this in your day-to-day -day lifestyle, your movement patterns, mm. and start keying in on those specific things to you. Once we get through that and we develop that, those better habits, better movement plans, then we can go into our group classes. Mm. We're even there, we're continuing to add different levels of a workout. So we have our, our base building program that you'll see when you come into a class and you're going to see what that workout entails. It'll have modifications possibly on the movements or especially the rep schemes and the weights that we might prescribe for a workout. You'll have your standard level. That's what I always tell people. This is the one you want to pick if you just want to live your fit life. You just yeah. want to be healthy. You want to be a fit individual, be able to do the things that are keep up with your kids, go hmm. snow skiing in the wintertime. And then you have your performance level. This is when you want to go a little above and beyond what you just needed to do to be happy and healthy. This is what you want to do when you want to push yourself and see how far you can take your body and, and yeah. go that route. So you've got these kind of three different levels we have in the classes to help people, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Yeah. The other thing that I really admire about CoreFit is your sense of community. Your members really come into your gym and they feel like they're a part of a family. And honestly, it might have been what scared me a little bit about being in the gym is that there's a, it's a, you have a very like you have a family there. And can you talk a little bit about that and how why that's so important to your gym? 100 percent. That is, uh, you know, the hashtag we always use is core fit community. And, mm. and purely because that is ultimately the most important thing to us is the people we have that we surround ourselves are the people we are going to be. We're an average of those people mm -hmm. that we put in our life. And so that's where, I mean, me running a 50K, mm -hmm. I did, I was a sprinter in high school. I ran 100 meters, <laughs> 200 meters. Coaches tried to get me to run 400 meters, but that was too far. Yeah. I was like, no, I want the one that's done in 20 seconds. Yeah. I'll go all out for 20 seconds and that's it. And uh, and for the this longer stuff, now I'm doing a 50K. So that that's just way out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And it's because of the people that are around me, the community, where I, we spend our time together, whether we're working out and, and outside the gym. We actually just scheduled a, um, the trail. It just came out. Maybe you've seen that. It's What is that called? The trail documentary uh, that they're doing? Oh, no. Uh, I haven't seen that. Oh, gosh, I'll have to send you the link. It's December 5th, but it's a, a trail documentary. or It's just running, you know, trail runners. Mm -hmm. And they do a big dot document at the end of the yeah. year. So looking at 2021, getting some inspiration there. Yeah. So we just scheduled that with a few of our people that are regularly running together. Mm. Um, so we'll be doing viewing that online, you know, at our own locations. But there's that. There's there's what we've done in the last shutdown and what we're doing now and how we've come together. Mm. I mean, the last shutdown, things were locked down everywhere, obviously, on a, on a bigger scale in Washington and almost as what they are now. But we came together online. We actually did, like, game nights with our community we had a weekly Sunday coffee where it was just about waking up. You turn on your, your Zoom chat and you see your other members and we're sharing our, our favorite coffee mugs. We're talking about the positive things going on in our life. Mm. And we really helped keep 
each other uplifted and going and continuing to move forward during a time like that. And that's where community benefits us. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I really, I, do, I really do admire it. And I, uh, I think it's, it's what makes CoreFit so unique. I have a couple of friends that are part of your family and I know Mike Lish, his mom is just so, oh, yeah. she, I see whenever I see her, she just loves talking about how much she loves going to CoreFit and it's, it's, it's really cool to see. She's awesome. She actually, I shout out to, to Anne Marie. She just hit, I believe it was 500, run 500 for uh, two years ago. We started a mile day challenge. Mm, yeah. She wasn't runner at all before yeah. that. She's since kept up that mile a day, all but like maybe there's like 10 days in the last two years tops yeah. that she didn't, wasn't able to complete that. But she's now going further, but at least a mile every single day. So I think she just hit her like her 500th mile. That's awesome. The other day. Yeah. I love her. I, I think the last time I saw Anne Marie was at um, Thanksgiving last year and she was talking to me about that and how ex- how excited she was to oh yeah to be doing that and how much it's changed her life. So that's that's really cool. Is there anything that people kind of misunderstand about CoreFit? I would say in general, maybe about just going to the gym. If I could relate that to that to to, the, to that question to CoreFit as a gym, mm. I'd say the biggest misconception is that people feel like they need to be in shape to go to the gym. Mm. Um, everyone's always like, yeah, I need to get in shape before I go work with a trainer. Yeah. I'd say that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that people are doing. Cause I mean, a couple things happen either they start to get in shape and maybe they get injured because they're not familiar. I mean, how many people, how many of us were taught to, to squat and mm. to move and to do lunges? I mean, that's the first thing we're always addressing is movement patterns. Mm. We want people to avoid injury. We want people to move in a way that they're going to continue to be able to move in for years to come. Mm-hmm. We want the movements we do to benefit our bodies. So one, starting off and learning those things out of the gate are Im- immensely beneficial. Mm. And then two, we can set up other things that are going to help make sure that you stay after the goal that you have set right now. You might be excited when you leave the movie theater about this cause or something you just saw, but what happens two or three days later? Yeah. Totally forget about that. That that goes away. So that same that same motivation or that we have at a, one moment might not be the same motivation we have a week from now. Yeah. So that's where the accountability coming in with all these other things and habits that we try to build up mm-hmm. and the way we approach that where I think is beneficial for helping someone get started. Don't wait till you're in shape. That's just a an excuse. I always ask somebody when, mm. when someone says, yeah, I'm going to come to the gym yeah. someday. When, yeah. when, tell me when, like, okay, Saturday, what time? 10 o'clock. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll see you there. So that's, that's where we got to dial it in. It's yeah. specific time, place and date. Yeah. And just let's do it. Yeah. How has COVID changed CoreFit? It's uh, drastically impacted, you know, mm-hmm. CoreFit. And I think all gyms out there, we, we've become even more aware of how I mean, a lot of gyms, so we've changed the floor layout. We've, we've changed the structure of our classes. And that's definitely something I think any business uh, out there is facing as a challenge when you have a, a business structure and restaurants out there. I mm-hmm. mean, I feel for all the restaurants, everyone that's impacted by this right now, when you're expected to operate at 25% capacity, well, 25% probably maybe just pays for the rent of your space, yeah. let alone your employees and all these other things. So but I, I'd say overall, we've done really well because of the community we have. Yeah. They've been extremely supportive. They were supportive of us during the first shutdown. They're supportive of us right now. We, we also have, 
you know, when the governor announced our shutdown of late, I mean, that created like 48 hours of straight work for me to get ready for the shutdown that was coming a day later. Yeah. And to reconfigure all of our programming, um, we have this awesome app that we can use where I'm able to upload videos. So all of our members now have basically a, a structured video program they can access from their phone that's giving them their at-home workout. So we're putting those together. You have your high-intensity type stuff. You have your strength training at home. We do workouts that don't involve any weights, workouts that do involve weights. Then we have on top of that uh, a program that we've put together. It's something we're doing. It's our January program. It's called Flip Your Life. Mm. And that's where we focus on the uh, many different steps of creating real change in our life moving mm. to the best version of us and setting up the, the habits, the, the checkpoints, the targets, the goals that keep us moving in the direction of that best version of us. And so we've reconfigured that and basically launched that for free right now for all of our members mm. to help them with specific things that we know were the bigger issues when this shutdown happened last time. Yeah. We know one of those was weight gain, the COVID-15 pounds. <laughs> right. I think most people caught that one. And uh, top that off with the holidays. That's always a tough time mm. to eat healthy yeah. and maintain your weight. Top that off with this cloudy day that we're facing right now. Yeah. I and mean, that's a lot of our days this time of year. So keeping our outlook positive, mm -hmm. seeing these things that we have right now that are, that are these problems mm. as challenges. Yeah. Challenges are something that we can overcome. Mm -hmm. Problems are something that, you know, it's, it's, we've got a myriad of excuses of, why this is going to make our life harder. Yeah. We're focusing on the challenges and the ways that we can actually overcome these things and, and do this together. What kind of precautions did you put in place when you were able to open back up in June? Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, like we were talking about the, with the restaurants and, and reducing sizes. So that's one thing we've had to do is we've had to not only decrease our class size, but mm. actually add more classes to our schedule. Mm. We have, you know, our group of people that want to come in at 5 a.m. or in the first part of the day as well. And we've added more classes to spread people out. So mm -hmm. we had initially only five people were allowed when the when we were able to reopen. Mm. Uh, normally our classes would be already capped out at 15. So it wasn't, uh, we don't do very large classes, mm -hmm. but we'd also have two coaches for a class like that to help people yeah. that are beginners and, and more advanced. But now we've gone down to the one coach as it's also been um, part of the protocol and just five people in a class. Yeah. And then adding the more class times, we've created kind of a sign-up structure to help people so they can mm. get their 5 a.m. spot at least so many times per week, giving them that advantage. If that's the only time you can come to, we've mm. created kind of a, a sign-up setting for that. We've had, uh, obviously, our cleaning products. We've got bottles all over the gym. <laughs> right. That's happening all day, every day, yeah. all the time. We've actually just made uh, a huge investment, and we purchased... They're called big ass fans. Have yeah. you heard of those? Mm -hmm. So they have a new fan that's actually it's not too new, but they've done the research, third party research, backed and tested that ninety nine point nine nine percent of the airborne pathogens. Mm. So we know COVID is primarily being transmitted through the air. Yeah, that's what most people are worried about is whether or not you're you know you're in your six foot zone. Yeah, or the potential that we're hearing about air vapors afterwards. Yeah. Now we have this system that's going to be cycling the air from the ground upwards of the ceiling where they have UV lights installed. Oh, wow. So it takes all of the air that we're breathing and it puts it through the UV light where it, was, it would kill any virus, bacteria, mm. mold, mildew. It's changing that DNA structure and those 
types of organisms. So then when we come back and we breathe it, it's no longer something that can be harmful for you. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, in the summer, you usually do your UFR, your ultimate fitness run. And this year you had to cancel it because of, of COVID, but you kind of transitioned and made it a virtual event. Uh, how did that go? Honestly, it was, it was awesome. I, I think, again, that's where we took something that was a problem where mm-hmm. we had to shut down this race. We weren't allowed to host it mm-hmm. and we made it a challenge. And we said, how can we bring this up? We know people out there need goals. That yeah. was one of the biggest things coming out of the, the lockdown is people were unmotivated. Mm-hmm. We weren't, we didn't have races we could sign up for anymore. Yeah. So this was actually the first year as the director of the race, I was able to participate as well. Mm. So, you know, when the race is going on, I've got so many things happening when it's when it's the real live person event. Um, I'm usually up all night and all day. So doing that race is out of the question. But now that it was a virtual format, we gave people basically summer to complete our different distances. We had our 5K, 10K and uh, 30, no, it wasn't 30, 25K mm-hmm. race distance. And we used an app with um, Ryan Height, who runs Negative Split. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have this Race Joy app that we're able to put together. So it put you on the trail. And as you're running along, it would give you. So the UFR is an obstacle course race. Mm-hmm. It's basically what we did to bring Spartan type racing here in Spokane area. And we picked out three different places. We had Riverside State Park. We had Iller Creek Conservation. And we had the Salties Uplands. Mm-hmm. And you would go out and you would run that trail. And it would cue you and say, hey, time to go do 10 burpees. And you do your burpees and you keep running. So you do your whole race format, but this was something where you'd show up, do it on your own. Mm. Uh, the app would track your time, again, give you the obstacles along the way. And it made it really fun. I thought it was a really good goal to train for. Being able to do it myself, as I mentioned, actually you know, showed me like this is the goal and this is what I have to do to get ready for a 25K. You know, mm-hmm. 25K is never just going to be something you just go do, hopefully. No. <laughs> right. So we trained for it and we went out and we ran the course, got familiar with the route and mm-hmm. practiced our, you know, our, our regular training we do at CoreFit, which would apply to this obstacle course racing and went out and executed. That's awesome. So many directions I want to go. Like, I just got into trail running this spring and I, I just moved out to the valley and, uh, uh, close to Camp Sakani and Beacon Hill, and mm-hmm. I've discovered those trails there. And I ran probably 500 miles this past year there. And uh, where are some of your favorite places to go and explore and run and go out in Spokane? I'd say my number one place, which I also live nearby as well, is uh, Iller Creek Conservation Area. Mm. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, th- there's quite a few different ways you could break up that route. Mm. Um, you've got your loop that most people will go on, which takes you over to, uh, big rock and the rocks of Sharon. And then you have your other direction you can head up, which would be almost the opposite direction that takes you straight up the face. So it's about Mm. 1.3 miles and 1300 feet of gain. Yeah. And it is a great, just grueling climb. So we've got our our best times ever, you know, trying to go from the parking lot up to the top (laughs) and then, uh, and then you get to the top and then it's beautiful. Then you, then you enjoy the scenery. You, you run that top and and there's a couple other ways to go from there, but Mm -hmm. that's one of them. Um, the Dishman, uh, Hills is also another great area nearby there. Yeah. Riverside State Park obviously offers a lot of different trails and variety. Mm -hmm. The, the distance that you can travel there, um, is awesome. You've got river, or sorry, you've got painted painted rock mm. just beyond that. So yeah. that's a really beautiful place too to run. Also pretty hilly. Most places around here tend yeah. to be pretty hilly. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Beacon Hill's good. Yeah, um, I like Beacon Hill. It's just a little more popular, maybe. 
Uh, yeah, the there's, bike, a lot of, there's a lot of bikers there. Yeah. Dodging bikers. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of dodging bikers, yeah. especially when you're going downhill. It's yeah. never when you're going uphill and I, I don't run into bikers. It's when I'm going downhill is when I'm running into all the bikers and I'm having to stop, yeah. um, which isn't too bad. But hmm. yeah, but it's a, I mean, this community of trail running in Spokane is, seems to be really burgeoning and um, I don't know if that's the right, correct word, but uh, seems to be really getting a lot bigger. And uh, and I'm just excited to see more of that. Um Aside from that, what is next for CoreFit? I mean, I mean, I know we're, you're looking to get out of this phase of whatever we're in right now. Hopefully, that will that will happen in three weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, what is next? Yeah, so we have our, our big program that we launched in January. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that whether we're open or not because it can be all be done online as well. We've got several different formats where you have the in person option, the online option, or a combination of those. Mm-hmm. And that's your flip your life program. So with that, that you come in and you're going through the gamut of not just like, we don't give you a diet plan. We don't tell you, Hey, we want you to eat this for breakfast, this for lunch. Instead, we look at your relationship with food. Yeah. Do you use food for fuel? Cause food can be Mm. fuel for, you know, your best day, your best energy. Yeah. Or it can be comfort for, you know, all the other things have gone on in our day. And that's where it becomes this kind of prolonging, medication type scenario where it's just medicating us to get through this and where does that end up Mm. where where does that end up in a year from now yeah where does that end up five years from now so we're looking at that in a greater in a greater perspective but figuring out how do we live our best day each day yeah um we go through that concept of, of something we call am and pm bookends thinking about your best day starts the night before we start getting ready we start planning we go to bed at a decent time so we can wake up at a great time and we can execute those things, our targets, our goals throughout our day, be productive, mm-hmm. um, be productive, whether it's our fitness, whether it's our, our business goals or our family goals. Mm-hmm. We include all that type of stuff and that mindset that we need to be successful, to be able to overcome challenges that come up like yeah. this lockdown and yeah. have, a, have a better outlook and perspective at all that. Mm. If someone was listening to this podcast and they're like, I love what Kurt's saying, I want to get more active. I want to be a better version of myself right now today. What would you say the best way to start is if you wanted to do that during this time of COVID and in, in Spokane, Washington, (laughs) I would go back to saying, you know, surround yourself. One of the quickest ways to pick up uh, a new habit or a goal is to surround yourself with people that are already obtained of that goal that you want to achieve. Mm. You know, if you think about it, if I want to be a runner and I start hanging around other runners, well, then I've got more opportunities to go running. I've got more people talking about running. Mm-hmm. If I want to be a runner and then I go hang out with people that like to go out and just drink, well, you know, how successful am I going to be at waking up early enough the next day to go running and get that in when nobody else in my circle is running? Yeah. So surround yourself with somebody who's already doing that, whether you have a circle of friends or you reach out for a coach. Yeah. Coaches are there to be to, to get you into our circle or to also be the support and set up what are the first tools that mm. are going to be most useful for you where you are in your journey right yeah. now. Are you taking on coaching coaching opportunities right now, like remotely? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely online is, is an option that we have going on right now mm. with the shutdown. So you yeah. have that option to, to set up those goals and those sessions that you meet up and do that kind of accountability on video. And there's a few different options that we have to, to yeah. help people work that in and stay productive during this time. Yeah. I'd like to ask people what the, where they'd like to see change in Spokane. I'd specifically like to ask you what, how can you reassure 
I know we can't really do anything with what Inslee has put in place right now, but I, I really feel like there's assurances that I feel like you have in place that would really, what would you like to say about what we're doing and why we need fitness right now and why it should be considered essential? I mean, it's a great I, question. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, obviously I might be biased here, but looking at it from my perspective and what I see fitness can provide somebody in their life. When we're facing, again, this time of year where it's dark at 4 o'clock, it, it's just getting light at 8 o'clock, it's cloudy all day, what are the obstacles that everybody's facing right now? And that's our mood, that's our happiness. Yeah. What are the obstacles we know that we're facing as a country, as a world with COVID? Our health, our immune system. That's something that our, our government has not addressed that I'm, I'm deeply disappointed in. Yes, we, we need to talk about and, and have the things about the mask and social distancing. These are great. Yeah. But what about what we can control on our end as individuals? How do we make ourselves more successful at if we face this virus or another virus yeah. five years from now? Hopefully not. Yeah. Maybe 50 years from now, whatever it's going to be. We can be the healthiest version of us. So when that virus comes up, we know people that the number one thing right now that it, that is your probably your predictor to being hospitalized is how much adipose tissue aka fat that you have on your body mm. the way this virus works and what it's channeling through that adipose tissue is what's causing these inflammatory states in people's bodies that are shutting down their breathing that's shutting down their heart their organs different places mm -hmm. in their body so if we can be healthier we have that ability so why why that's something one essential is helping people yeah. fit that right because we know during the last lockdown even people that were going to a gym that couldn't go to the gym were gaining weight yeah we know that during the holidays people gain weight we know during a shutdown and the holidays people will most likely gain weight that's exactly the opposite direction we need to go to be healthy right and then it's our mental state it's getting there it's talking to those people in your community that you get to see at your gym it's pushing yourself it's getting the sweat dripping out of your pores and realizing you just did something awesome. You just accomplished mm. something that was difficult. That's celebrating your win. Realizing these types of things that you're achieving every day are all things that tie into making us happier, less depressed, more active, eat better. It helps all this, this circle of mm. us being healthy and feeling like the best version of ourselves. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, and I agree with you. I mean, I feel like there's businesses in our community and in our state that have been singled out as being like not considered essential. And we are in a mental health crisis right now. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things when someone has having a mental health crisis is making sure you're getting exercise. You know, if I didn't have, if I didn't have my, my exercise right now, I mean, I definitely would be a lot more depressed and a lot more than if I wasn't doing it. And I, I really feel like, shutting down businesses like yours and other places where people can work out and be safe and be socially distanced and be safe is really is really I just don't understand it I didn't I really feel like there should be a bigger conversation about that because I just feel like there's a sector of our community that's getting singled out for no apparent reason people will go to gyms and they sweat and they breathe and that's mm -hmm. and I think that's why they think that we should be shutting down these places. But mm -hmm. there's no really good facts behind that. I don't believe. Yeah, exactly. On, on the outside perspective, as as uh, a politician who might not know the numbers and the science, 
that yeah, if I look at a gym, people are breathing heavily. They're 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 interacting in those ways at the gym that are problematic that we know to the transmission of COVID. Mm-hmm. But if we look at it scientifically, there are study after study showing that number one, exercise is going to boost our immune system. Mm-hmm. Exercise is going to reduce rates of depression and anxiety in people. Mm-hmm. And then we look at the numbers and say, how many cases have actually been traced back to the gym? Yeah. Well, the last study I just saw from the health department showed zero, zero cases have been traced to the gym, but yet we're, we're being shut down right now. Yeah. That's, I think that's very unfair. And, uh, I definitely think if this happens again, that we need to find a way to make sure that your, that businesses like yours are considered essential because it is essential for people to, to be able to do this. Um, not for just their health, but for their mental state. I mean, that is their health. So yeah, I, I guess I can't really say any more than that, but, uh, and it sounds like what you're doing at the gym and putting things in place, like you're the, the, the biggest fan that you put in, it seems like you're putting things in place to make it more a safe environment. And it seems like, yeah, I don't, I see, I, I would would say like, if you could put these types of things in place and you could get looked at by the, some, someone in our, an official and they could pass it. So anyways, that would make sense. It would make sense. Yeah, (laughs) it would make a lot of sense. I'd say write write your governor, write your politicians, Mm. tell people how much gyms mean to you. Yeah. And and that's the only way we can make changes is, yeah, this conversation right here. Yeah, exactly. And it's just moving forward and and looking at the direction of, yes, we are doing things. I mean, that is my, I'm all for trying to reduce numbers in the hospitals, making sure people are safe. And that's exactly what I hope people are, are getting here in this message that I want to make sure that I can help people in every way to be safe, whether it's fighting COVID or it's fighting heart disease or whatever it might be. That's the reason that we are, I'm in this business yeah. is to help people live their best life, their fit life. And that means that they're going to be resilient, whether it's a virus or whether it's just whatever it is in their day-to-day life. Yeah. And well, awesome, Kurt. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you'd like to mention uh, right now, I think uh, I feel pretty well covered. You know, our course, I would definitely recommend people if you're interested in looking at a way to create real change in your life or create sustainable change. If you want to make a, a New Year's resolution that is going to be beyond just what the classic resolution is and burns off, we can start with, I would recommend checking out that Flip Your Life program. Mm. Um, you can check out our website at corefitinc.com. You can check out, uh, you can send me an email at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at CoreFitInc.com. Our Facebook, uh, Instagram, great places to get a feel for what CoreFit really is. I think you'll, you'll take a look at that and see an idea of, of what we stand for and what community is with CoreFit. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kurt, for joining me on Speak Spokane today. And uh, I, I'm excited for what CoreFit has to offer in the 2021. And uh I would love to probably try to get back there sometime. <laughs> Can't wait to get you there. Let me ask you, when? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. And uh, I don't know. I've, I'll have to think of a lot about that. Not a lot about that. I just, yeah. You're putting me on the spot. I, that, and that's the point of it, isn't it? Is it puts them on the spot. I'd love to come back. And when you reopen, I'd love to, because I, I really want to get more fit for my running. And I my goal in... Um, my goal in 2021 is to run a 50k trail run, trail run. So bingo. And I, I definitely don't May. think I can do that by myself. <laughs> I believe it's May 1st or 2nd that that would race would occur in Montana, which is if that doesn't occur, we're doing our own race right here in Spokane. And, and I'll set you up with that 50k track 
I think it's one that you're actually you're going to get excited about. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. So awesome, Kurt. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. All right. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to Speak Spokane. You can find us on Instagram at Speak Spokane and on our website at speakpodcasting.com. Speak Spokane's theme song, Speak and Be Heard, was composed and produced by Spokane native Christian Woods. <laughs>